This is weird shit my mom says, and also weird shit my dad says. Episode 34. I'm Jules. I'm Cece. And I'm the dog. Oh, hi, dog. <laughs> we have a special guest star today. Yeah, we're it is um it's bloody Sunday. So Bloody Sunday. It's bloody Sunday, which means I'm having yes. a bloody Mary right now and we're going to be talking about something bloody. And that's why we have our special guest star the doc with us today. Yes, hello everybody. I I'm I'm just going to sit here and and kind of uh, listen along, but I'm going to interpret some of the crime scene stuff for y'all. And why would you be qualified to do that? <laughs> <laughs> this is my husband, in case anyone hasn't figured that out yet, if you're new to us today. But can you can you just tell tell the folks just a little bit of a recap about your history? Sure. Um, I'm, I'm actually retired law enforcement. Um, I've done pretty much everything inside of a, uh, a law enforcement agency that you can think of. Um, including homicide, which is, in my opinion, one of my favoriteest gigs. And since then, I'm degreed in trauma analysis, degreed in human remains, and um, you know, and, and I'm a professor of forensic science. So I'm not going to say I know everything, but I might know a little something. A little bit of something, something. A little bit of something. Yeah. He didn't mention also that he is a trained archaeologist. <laughs> Yeah, that's I am. I'm a field field trained, field school trained archaeologist, and I've done, you know, some bioarchaeology, and I've worked with some of the Indian tribes and in determining what is human and what is Indian and what is white or black, and so, so Jules likes to call me her Dexter or Indiana Jones. When so, he is getting wild and crazy, I just call him Indy. She called you Dexter when she first met you. That's what she referred to you as. I did. I had like a healthy fear of him when I met him. Well, just I a, didn't know you. a teddy bear. You. I didn't know you yet. And so you were telling me all these things. What bloody murder are you guys going to be talking about? We're going to be... So on our last episode, we did talk about um, how... I hate to call it this, but my comfort mm-hmm. crime. You know, the one that got me that got me into all this in the beginning um, when I was probably, I was probably about 12 Your years old. Your true crime origin story, really started. Well. Yeah. My, yes, yes, exactly. Um, Lizzie Borden. And if, if you listened to our last, yeah, if you listened to our last episode, you would know that I'm trying to get Cece to go to Fall River, Massachusetts with us. Yeah. So that she can experience the Lizzie Borden house. And she's a chicken shit. A friend of mine yesterday was trying to convince me that I was going to stay in a haunted house in or hotel in Galena, Illinois. And I said, no, thank you. Yes. I know exactly uh, what that one yeah. is. That was a, and I was just talking about how scary it is. Well... I agree with that person. Mm-hmm. Anything else exciting going on? Let's talk a little bit about what what do we have going on? I know that something happened with our review. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. We got we got review news. Okay. So we finally got enough reviews on Spotify 
that we can see a number of reviews. I don't think we have any comments or whatever it is, but if they show up later, cool. But we have a 4.9 on Spotify. That's very exciting. I was going to say, and we did get a review. Yeah, this one is coming from the Dark Duchess. Ooh. All right, so I'm going to read it really quick right here. After knowing how much you guys appreciated good old Jeff's comment, I knew I just had to give you some love and be a little more expansive than he. No offense, Jeff. You guys are eight different types of awesome. Screw that person that just gave you one star. Yeah, screw that person. Who seriously goes out of their way to be a hater? Ugh. They are probably an old jilted ex that is still not over one of you or some broad that you went to high school with that has a grudge like one of you went to homecoming with her now husband and she's just being a lame bleep. Uh, But back to leaving a review. I seriously binged all of these episodes in a matter in a matter of a couple days. They cover a variety of uh, they cover a variety of topics and even some topics I haven't heard about, which is hard to do with my podcast consumption. And holy bleep. I never heard the story of Pike's Peak, even when I used to live in Colorado. You did such a good job on those. I didn't sleep. I was so unnerved until it got a little unbelievable. Now that's lame for you, Felix. Anyway, keep up the amazing work, ladies. You guys have made me giggle with your banter and endearing accents. Sometimes freak me out and give me the heebies with the stories you cover. I love you guys. Cut from the same cloth we are. Now I have heard from some people that have listened to us that I do know that have shared it with other people that uh, they they're referring to us as a, a Midwestern. They really like our Midwestern feel. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I thought maybe she was referring to us covering other people's accents because I like to think I don't sound Midwestern, but I guess we do. I guess we do. I'm not even there anymore. It's your fault. You sucked me back into it. Thank you so much for your review. That was amazing. Yeah, for real. I know I said, yeah, I know I said that I would maybe like sing a review, but that would be like, like a hymnal. It would. Yeah. This is pretty long. It would have been, but it made my day. Like it really, really made my day when that popped up. So we really appreciate you. Speaking of hymnals. Perhaps we should talk about a doggerel. Do you know what a doggerel is? A funeral for a dog? You're so right. No, you're wrong. That is super wrong. What does that mean? Doc, do you know what a doggerel is? You know a lot of things. A doggerel. I I think it's like a jelly roll. All in my head, I'm like, let me see your jelly roll. (laughs) Come on. No, guys. That's what my my dog cinnamon rolls herself up. Into a little ball, like a cinnamon roll. Yeah, that's a that that's a that's dog a dog roll. roll. Or like when they get under a blanket or something, and all you can see is like their nose sticking Aww, up. It's yeah. a dog roll. Aww. Okay, well that's not really what it is. Let's think about um like Ring Around the Rosie. You know what Ring Around the Rosie is like? It sounds like a child's song. Yeah, but it's about the plague. Right. What about the plague? Like, can you kind of describe that one? I know you know it. Oh, you were still. I, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, was like, tell me. Looking for the transition into the dog roll. I'm, I'm no, going the, to. It is a dog roll. The the ring around the ring around the rosy was the um what was the uh, the pustules, 
right? And and you would see this this ring around that red area. Oh. That that was a telltale sign of of yeah. So well, you that's know, fucking the word ring around the rosy pockets full of posies. The pose the posies was to help the dead people not stink as bad. Didn't they like ashes? They ashes have, was the cremation. Like d- weren't those like the grody like sick masks? The ones that look like a giant bee? Like, like the bird? Yeah, yeah and then that's they would what like the put the posies would wear. up there. Well, the doctors would too, so they don't have to smell all the death. Yeah, who fucking yeah. came up yeah, with back this then? Shit. They didn't have. God, I, I don't know. And they and they and they and they knocked the bridges down so people couldn't come in and out while they tried to contain it. Yeah, I mean that that song's all factual. It's, okay, it's like, enough. Like, What's why, a dog roll? It's my turn. What's a dog roll? Children. Because they had to settle the children down. It's like that. It's like that meme where the child is swinging on a swing and the building is on fire behind it, and they go. Everything's fine. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, the the meme I saw was, or maybe it's it, a gif. It was a, a um, gif or a jiff, like a jiff. Jiffy's peanut butter. It, where they say, "I saw a palmetto bug, and everything's good, and the b- building's burning behind the child." Palmetto <laughs> 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 bug. And for the for the listeners that don't know, a palmetto bug is essentially just a massive cockroach. I mean, you could put a leash on it and take it for a walk. We have them around here, and they fly. Oh God! In the summer, they will like fly at you oh. at night. It's it's pretty horrifying. What? Um, yeah, around here, like I try. In the summer, and now I'm second guessing everything. No, it's fine. It's night. fine as long as we're. They don't bother us when we're swimming at night or on the on the porch, so it's fine. It's if you fine. build a fire, they'll fly into the fire at night because oh, they're attracted to the light. Burn them up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so satisfying. I'm like, yes, one down. Ha, ha, ha. Two. Ha, ha, ha. Our yard right now looks like the entrance to Valhalla because there are like pyres going everywhere because we didn't pay for having the stumps ground when we had all of our giant Georgia pines cut down. And he's trying to burn them all out. And it's working. And Lucy said that it looks like like we put like demonic symbols chainsawed into them. It seems like it would look like some kind of fucking weird ritual going on at your house. <laughs> it does. Well, it does. And I had to cut air channels into the stumps in order for the fire to be able to work, right? And so, yeah, they're all like, this looks like witchcraft at play out here. <laughs> I'm like, just wait. I can't please it take really a video does. of it, guys. What, yeah. what, what, we, what did we have cut down this last time? It was like 30 trees or something like yeah. that. And they wanted $100 a stump, which would be another $3,000. Yeah. And I've already spent close to 20 in having trees taken down. And I'm like, forget that, man. I, I'll do this my own way. And so and so here we are. It looks like the fires of hell just burning. And then we still have our Christmas lights up. <laughs> and then, last night I was I was outside nothing but white linen, you know, under the moon with all the fires going on. And yeah, it was it was Did interesting. Did you do a dance? Because that's what you should have <laughs> An done. An interpretive dance? An interpretive dance. Yeah, like OA. I was out doing the OA movements. If you. <laughs> oh, God. He was like, remember that? Remember that? Uh, what was it a few years ago? It was not a few years ago. It was when we first got together. So it was like almost eight years ago. And there was that, the guy in the little, um, I think it was some kind of a reel. I don't know what they called it back then. And he had the pumpkin head on and was dancing. Oh, yeah. He had like the black outfit. Oh, at Halloween. So totally yeah, the Halloween pumpkin head totally dancer. Totally and you said that it looked like the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just, I wish that he <laughs> And would so do he that. did that. Yeah. He did it. Oh, yeah. He actually did it. Yeah, we got him to dress up and dance. Anyway, okay, let's get into this whatever murder. the case is. Murder, murder. 
let's get into this. Back so, murder. yes. Okay, so the dog roll. So this is gonna get fucking weird, and this is just a warning for everybody that you are about to experience what is called secondhand embarrassment. Ah, uh, this is when a dog gets under a sheet. <laughs> no. Anyway, the dog roll is basically like a serious event, right? And then they take it and they trivialize it basically, and it turns into like a child's play song. And let's remember that vaudeville, you remember vaudeville Mm -hmm. from one of our first episodes, um, was a time period where people, like early 1900s kind of thing, like people would do weird things for entertainment. There is the, let's see, I'm I'm just going to do this, secondhand embarrassment, everybody. This is how it was originally written to go. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, gave her father 41. That was a okay. beautiful. Yo, wait a minute. You hear this paper that I'm flipping? Okay, those are divorce papers. We're done. <laughs> I, 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 I can't do that with you ever again. <laughs> You're so embarrassed. I, I, like, I can't okay. see you right now, but I think if I could have seen your face, I'd know exactly like what your face looked like when you were doing that. It was very, very serious. It was much like when I was in the Pirates of the Penzance. Yes. Pirates of Penzance. Yes. The Pirates of the Penzance. Remember that? (laughs) (laughs) It's Bloody Sunday, guys. I feel like whatever reason I have to say Bloody Sunday instead of Bloody Sunday. Anyway, so the way that I heard that song when I was a child was from probably like the original like elizabeth montgomery do you remember her from bewitched mm-hmm, yeah um she she played lizzie borden in a movie i watched said movie and the way i heard it was lizzie borden took an axe gave her mother 40 wax when she saw what she had done gave her father 41 okay i've all only ever lies. heard it like recited like words that's because people are scared to sing, but I'm not. <laughs> because I don't care if I make a fool of myself, as all of you regular listeners know. So the point behind this is that there's exaggeration in that. The whole reason I want to bring that up is that there's so much bullshit surrounding this trial and crime and everything that went on with it. So many lies. Like, when you listen to podcasts about this, a lot of times people will just attach to those lies. Hollywood attaches to those lies as well because it sells, right? So that was just the beginning of it. It is probably with 99.9% certainty that Lizzie did hear that dog girl being sang at her. God. Like, Like, it's probably a thing that happened to her later in her life where children would come and probably knock on her door and run away and sing that at her. Like, that seems like risky behavior if they thought she was really an axe murderer. Yeah, but you know what? They didn't have a lot for entertainment back then. Yeah, they were like, well, something's going to get me. It's either Lizzie Borden or the diarrhea. So. <laughs> yeah, so they were like, wouldn't well, it the, be funny if? That, that was, you know, in the 1800s, um, that was their version of Snapchat. It was. That was the yeah. 1900s really was. already YouTube, by then, but you know. still, yeah, Snapchat didn't or exist. Or 1800s, yeah. Or TikTok. Yeah, They yeah. were like, we're going to do the Lizzie Borden dance. Like, if it was now, there would be a Lizzie Borden dance on TikTok. <laughs> well, you know, you know, there would be. The first TikTok ever recorded was in, you know, 1887. Yeah? Yeah. 
And where did that happen? Oh, China. They held on to that garbage all these years. But oh, yeah. totally. <laughs> Fireworks. <laughs> okay. He's a doctor, well, guys. Well, this him. was. He's a doc- He likes to use that a lot for the I record. Know. And well, one, well, one of my one, one of my pastimes is is I will mispronounce something and I'll I'll do it so oh deadpan. Oh, did you hear the groan from her? Yeah. And I'll do it so deadpan, or I'll come up with some type of statement or backstory to something that mm-hmm. it's it's totally off the hip, and and the girls just hang their head now. It, it's not secondhand embarrassment anymore. It is. It's secondhand embarrassment. No, it's beyond that. It's At the highest you know, degree. it's secondhand homicidal ideation is what it is with the kids. But it's kind of fun to do just like that. You know, if I would have ran with it, but I couldn't come up with anything. Well, some asshole like you. It was probably you in your last life. Yeah. And you were there. <laughs> During the Lizzie Borden thing, well, and the doc's the actually I'm not been skew responsible on for here, all of but... them, all the doggerels and the lives that he lives. <laughs> <laughs> he probably what, was. One of the things that that pisses Jules off the most is when I when I talk about dinosaurs. Oh and my she's god! Like that's not how you say it, and I'm like, there's a U in there. That's how you have to say it. No, it's a dinosaur. Okay, well, and jokes like, no, on it's you. A dinosaur. Jokes on you because you can't. No, he oh, actually are. can't say it correctly anymore. No, the joke's not on me. Hashtag doctor. Okay. All right. Let's, okay, let's, let's get back to fucking here. Lizzie, okay. man. Dog roll. Dog, dog roll is, is, is a dog that's curled up. You're right. A dog that's curled up. That's what happened. All right. And the first TikTok was in 1897. Okay. Flash mob. <laughs> All right. Give the man a microphone. and this You guys, I'm going to lose the battle of trying to keep us on track. Like, I try to keep Jules on track, but with those two together, it's never going to happen. So buckle up, buttercup, <laughs> to our <laughs> listeners. Buckle, there's a lot. There's, there's, a, there's lot a lot of side. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of side quests here. Buckle up. There's a lot to go through. Well, let's get going Yeah, then. let's do it. All right. Shh. Quiet. Well, you're the Shh. one talking. Shh. Okay. The year is 18... It's the year of our Lord, 1892, on Blue Sunday. No, it's not. It's really not. It's 1892. I do want to talk a little bit about Lizzie's origins. I want to talk a little bit about Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, Fall River, Massachusetts, like when you read these things, you're thinking, okay, this is a very, very small town. It really wasn't. It really wasn't that small of a town. It was actually pretty large. Um so there's something called King Philip's War. Are you familiar, Doc? Yeah, it was over tobacco. Okay, King Philip's. Okay, King Philip's. Okay, so it was basically like the Indian tribes of that area or Native American tribes of that area. They went to war with the colonial settlers that were there like in the 1600s. Basically, what happened is out of that war was born this textile town. It's right next to this river, I guess. It's got these beautiful falls, which I want to go see. The town is kind of built where, like, the river actually, like, runs through it. And I think it actually, like, runs, like, under some buildings and whatnot, too. So it's pretty cool. cool sounding. Yeah, I would really like to see it. But by the time that 1892 came around, um, Lizzie Borden was a ninth generation Borden that was actually in that like born. She was the ninth generation of Borden born into Fall River. So they were so, there for a, like they're not recent immigrants. They've been there for a long time. 
no, they are not recent immigrants. Like they are fully established there. Though the Borden family was very well off, a lot of people like to say that her father Andrew, he was this rich miser dude. You know, they make it sound like she was born into this money or he was born into this money. Well, guess what? As as we know, like we come from a family where part of them are, you know, richer, mm-hmm. <laughs> and some of us weren't you know because families break off you know some of them go into the family business and some don't yeah like it's kind of like how it went with the Bordens so like by the time uh Andrew Borden's dad came around he was a fishmonger I mean fishmongers aren't making a lot of money so he didn't come from a lot of money but however he had that entrepreneurial spirit in his blood um and it did take off so he actually in in an eighteen, in an eighteen fifty census of the town of Fall River, there were thirty eight Borden households. Wow! Like think about that, thirty eight. There were a lot of other repeat names in the town that were very common. Those names were Gray, Davenport, Durfee, and Hathaway. Right? Those are just some of those names that were like repeat. Yeah. So in other words, I'm telling you that like. There was a lot of inbreeding. No, that's kidding. That's not what I was really going at. Um, But kind of. I mean, like, so Andrew ended up marrying into one of those families, of course. Um, His second wife was a Durfee Gray, right? So, like, all of the, yeah, yes, Durfee. So they were, like, some people have that cousins or something. Third cousins. Well, that's what Jules calls me when I'm doing something silly. She's like, you're being Durfee. No, I just say you're, you're a Dur. That's different. Okay, shh. Okay, so Andrew was born in 1822, and when he was 23 years old, he married Sarah Anthony Morse. So she had taken her, they gave her her father's name as her middle name, which later on we'll see is a family tradition because they give Lizzie her father's middle name, or her father's name as her middle name. She is Lizzie Andrew Borden. Um, But those two got married when they were 22 and 23, and he bought a house over on Ferry Street that they lived in. When we describe Andrew and Sarah, they don't sound like the most fun couple ever. Yeah. Uh, When people talk about them, Andrew was very miserly. Like, he, he learned how to make money, right? He ended up... Um, he was making furniture. He started out being an undertaker because he had the caskets, whatnot. There are some stories out there that he would cut people's feet off to fit them into the caskets. Yeah. And then you just throw them in there with them. I feel like this is one of those lies that they perpetuate about him because it fits the narrative, right? Um, he just he wasn't like a jovial person he was very he just he was kind of solemn all the time but he did have some social connections he did do some things like he chose to live in the downtown area near his businesses instead of living like up on the hill as they call it the hill is where all the other rich people lived so he was kind of he was stingier with his money they did have a nicer house or they lived in nicer houses but they didn't live in the best of the best right he cut corners where he could um 
let's talk a little bit about Lizzie's biological mother. Um, there was a sea captain that was talking about her after the murders, and he described Sarah as a very peculiar woman. She had a very bad temper. She was very strong with her likes and dislikes. Um, somewhat peculiar and odd. She, so she so, like hung up. Let's back up. Like, why? Why does the sea captain know her? Why does the sea captain know her? Yeah. He was a 75-year-old retired sea captain named James C. Stafford. But like, what is her connection know. to a sea captain? I just... It doesn't really matter. Okay. All that matters... Which is like, this sea captain and Sarah knew each other well enough. People so. said... Yeah, people said that the Morses were... They never heard that the Morses were insane. Mm-hmm. They just called them ugly okay <laughs> like i don't know if that just they means, were like, ugly of personality like the of they were grotesques yeah like our yeah. family my point is that like i think that people probably like jumped on the bandwagon after all of this happened mm-hmm. and they were like oh of course it happened to this family because look at them they were like, like they were let's interview the sea captain quick to find out yeah who, who okay whoever it was that decided that they knew okay them, i'm sorry i right? just got stuck up on that on, on his job title so we're, we're good keep going either way they get married it's on christmas day it was said to be a happy loving marriage um that like i said they had they bought that house christmas on ferry day. street christmas day christmas day <laughs> we get married they did they had love Love. Love. They had love enough, but, um, like, if you look back through the records, it's kind of weird because, like, back then, like, you just had, like, random people moving in and out of your house. They had all these censuses, which are cool. Like, I've looked up the censuses, like, on our on our paternal grandma mm-hmm. and grandfather, and I can see, like, who lived in the household at what time? When did they get married? That says what they did for a living. Yeah. All this other stuff. Um, Dunn and Bradstreet. If you're into business at all, you know that Dun and Bradstreet is something that you go to to look up credit records for um, businesses. Yeah. Well, apparently back in the day, Dun and Bradstreet used to actually do like reviews on individuals. Oh. And year after year, I read through all of those, and it basically says that dude was making money. Yeah. Right. He was doing well. He's making money. Um, he ends up getting into real estate, into banking, all this other stuff. He has renters, things of that nature. Um, so they wait, and by the time they're like 28 and 29, they have their first child. So, I mean, that's a considerable amount of time to go without having a baby. Yeah, especially back then when you can't just, you know, know. wrap it up or something. Or they were like into yeah. lambs or something like that. <laughs> Sheep, sheep, lamb. I don't know. Well, yeah. Let's. We are going to talk a little bit about the hygiene of this time period because it is important to the case. Like I think it's a very important thing to the case. So we are going to talk about some of that. Although we do not talk about how to prevent babies from being born, and that's like a side story, that side quest, side quest. Is that what you call it? Kind of interesting. Side quest, like science. Well, it was supposed to be a side quest, but Jules thought that I said side quest when I was talking oh, about yeah, it. Oh yeah, because I'm dumb. So it's a side quest. Can I? I'm just gonna look up yeah. how babies were prevented back then. I need to know. All right. I'm sorry. I. 
Okay, you do that because it's going to fit into what we're talking about in a little bit. Maybe while you're doing it, find out at the 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 unanswered chat here about the sea captain, please. <laughs> the sea captain, like what? What did his you guys? Sea captain, sea captain has like no bearing on anything other than he says that the Morses were weird. They were grotesque. That's it. That's End it. Of story. But, but why was he an authority? I don't know. Shh. Okay. okay, guys, listen. I, I gotta find out go too. Back to, um, go back so, to your working. Okay. Mother's friend, birth control in the 19th century America. Let's see. Basically, just pulling out and the rhythm method. I don't know what the rhythm method is. Oh, that works super good. So, I know what it people is. People that do that <laughs> now, but yeah. So it wasn't something that that was there. I guess there's some like contraceptives that would happen that they would talk about them with coded language always though like feminine hygiene female wash female tonic female remedies like they wouldn't straight didn't up say they like for... didn't they basically like douche with lysol um i'm not seeing that but like pine sol or something like that. It could be. They were so when they were trying when talking some about the rhythm things. Method, are you talking about like doing a four four tempo or a three four tempo? I, I I'm confused. You need to stop. This is why you can't go places. Listen, it has to do the rhythm method has to do with uh, your cycle, like the timing of your cycle. So there's certain times that you have to avoid activities, if you know what I mean. Well, they should call it a cycle movement because I'm thinking rhythm, you know, like when you okay, hear sh- car stereo, you're yep. like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good rhythm. Okay. You might have to They didn't have a stereo out. back then, so they couldn't <laughs> pump it to the beads. I don't, I think that wasn't it. Okay. Okay, guys, guys. All right. Yes. They had Emma Lenora in 1851. Okay. Um, Four years later, they had Alice Esther. Alice only lived to be just under two years old, Aww, and she passed away. It's really sad. And then in 1860, so they're damn near like 12 years apart, um, Lizzie is born. Okay. Lizzie Andrew. So basically, they had their kids super spaced out, which I respect. Same. Same yeah. girl. So, like I said, there was, like, random relatives and women that would, like, live them through the years. I assume that these are their maids and things like that because they did end up having uh, a maid at the time that lived with them. Like, that was pretty normal. Yeah. And, like, sometimes, like, younger siblings would come to live with them. she lived Kinda in the like, attic, You know how sometimes... Right? The maid. Yeah, 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 she did. She did. Um. So, Lizzie and Emma really were brought up with like an orthodox religious upbringing but when lizzie was two and a half years old her mom passed away like she died and it had to do with um something called uterine congestion so basically that's like sharp pains in the abdomen it's it's an unusual thing to have happen but when it would happen back then they couldn't really treat it in the same way that they would today okay so there was also like pooling of blood in the veins, bulging veins, poor circulation that resulted in heaviness of the legs, difficulty walking. Um, it would lead to like deep vein thrombosis or blood oh, clots. Oh, I know about that. Yes, you do. So I imagine that this is something that perhaps, you know, could have been hanging on from the pregnancy with Lizzie still or. 
perhaps she got pregnant again and it killed her. I, I don't know. Don't really know about what happened there, but she did okay. die. Um, she was just a hair under, she was like six months away from her 40th birthday Aww, when that happened. Bummer. Yeah. So she was like, um, she was, she was pretty old when that happened. Yeah. But Andrew did remarry rather quickly. So she died in 1863, and by 1865, he was remarried to Abby Durfee Gray. She was 37 at the time of this marriage, so she was a spinster. Yeah. Like, like she, you know, he didn't have any other children with her. Um, it was maybe more of, some people said that it was more of a marriage of convenience, like like not having to pay for an additional maid. Yeah, well, he's got two little girls, and and he needed a he mother needed for them. somebody to take. He, like I'm guessing if he was like a miserly man, he wasn't really like let's hang out with these little girls I have. I imagine not, but he did have a really good relationship with the girls. Like that is something that a lot of people question. People question his relationship with Lizzie, like whether it was icky, what was going yeah. on there, you know, things like that. Because she herself was a, was a spinster, and so was Emma. So when the mother was dying, she made a promise, I guess, to the um, Emma made a promise to the mother that she would take care of baby Lizzie, and. You know, that's a 12-year-old taking on a really big responsibility. She never called Abby mother. Emma didn't. Uh, Lizzie did. Like, when they were younger, she did. So Lizzie kind of considered her 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 mom. Not. She did and didn't. So later on when she talks about it, like, we'll get into some of that. But it's important to know those kinds of things. But, like, it was a... It was a cordial but difficult relationship because if she needed something, she would go to Emma. That was like her mini mom. Yeah. Right. Um, so she was very close with Emma. And the thing about Abby was, is that, like I said, she's 37 years old at this time. And she has a half sister that is very, very much younger than her, like in her 30s, I oh. believe, like like half, you know. Um, at the time she died, she was in her 30s, so I think like half her age, basically. And she basically raised this half-sister. Okay. So she was more like – it was more like a mother-daughter close friendship kind of relationship with this woman, um, her younger sister. And that becomes an issue later on. Okay. So it's it's like she had her own child to worry about, and, you know, it was, wasn't that – it wasn't as close like you would hope. Um, with the other girls. Like a rocky blended family of weird sorts. Yeah. Kind of a, a rocky blended, very Victorian cordial existence. Okay. Okay. So they get up um, in age. Let's talk about what happens after that point. Um, they move into a house like he gets married to her in 65 in 72 1872 um he bought the house on 92 second street um which is no longer that address i believe it turned into 230 second street or something of that nature um but whatever the case is he bought the house for ten thousand dollars it wasn't like the man was very wealthy right Um, at the time he died, the girls inherited three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which 
in our money would be like millions of yeah. dollars. Like somebody said ten million, somebody said sixty million. I'm gonna who, look it who up the right frick now. Not? Like so. Okay, so three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What, what would that be in it? today's money? Eighteen ninety-two. Okay. So a lot of people wanted to talk about this relationship that was going on, you know, with uh, with Lizzie and her father, and like, you know, was it abusive? Was he molesting her? Was he keeping her from getting married? Was he, you know, like they didn't take the girls to like the coming out parties, which don't mean that you're gay yeah. in this day and age. It was like you're being presented, presented to society. society. Okay, I'm gonna back up for just a second. So equivalent to about eleven and a half million dollars. Okay, so that makes more sense. Yeah. When I heard the one person say sixty million, I was like, "What the fuck?" No. Okay. No, I didn't think that was right. But to give you an idea about where this house is, like I said, it's not up on the hill, right? The fancy neighborhood, but it's near the market. It's downtown. On that street, there's a Chinese laundry. Um, right down the street. There's also a livery. Do they call it a livery or a library? It's where the horses live. Oh, it was like a library? No, not with books. It's like, it's basically like a big stable where somebody, people are there and they take care of horses. It's a parking garage. It's a parking mm-hmm. garage for horses for horses, and buggies and such. Okay, so, I mean, that was still a thing back in that time. Yeah. Or horse and buggies and things of that nature. Um, so the man, when he would, when Andrew would go around and do his business dealings, he would do most of it on foot. Sometimes he might take a car back, you know, or, you know, have driver bring him back kind of thing. But for the most part, he did most of this stuff. The man was like just shy of 70 years old. So he had to be in pretty good condition. He's just walking, walking around. around. Like, it, you know, that reminds me of that that one professor that got murdered at Harvard that you covered a long yes, time ago. Just that's walking exactly. around town except maybe not as friendly. Yes. Yeah, not as friendly. I mean, like, on the morning that he died, like, people were talking about, like, oh, he stopped in here, I saw him here. Like, he did have conversations with people. Um, the, the people were very religious. They went to churches. I was reading some old-timey articles that were interesting. One had said that he had stopped going to the same church as his wife and his daughters. Uh-huh. Um, and that, you know, he – I don't know if he was going to a different church or whatever. I don't know what happened there. But a little bit about Lizzie. Like, she didn't want for anything. People make it sound like, like she needed money – you know, her dad's yeah. this rich guy. He's not giving her anything. That's not true. He wasn't holding like, money back. they had – no, like, they were comfortable. Those girls never worked a day in their lives unless they were doing charity work. And they did do a lot of charity work. Like, Lizzie was really into that. Um, a lot of girls – like, I was reading these articles. The girls were talking about what she was like growing up. It sounds like she kind of just kept to herself yeah. a lot, which I get. Like, I mean, think about – your life you live with this miserly crabby dude and now this new stepmom that's whatever and you're just trying to make it through your mom died you know whatever um she wasn't like one of those silly schoolgirls kind of thing she didn't have an easy time making friends but when she got older she started to connect with people through the church yeah. she started teaching sunday school like they had put her with a group of of young boys, I guess, that were really 
unruly. Yeah. And she got real upset about it, you know, and then they reassessed and they put her with some, some girls, um, instead because she's like, I don't know what to do with these boys. You know, they're out of hand and she could have uh, axed them, but she could have axed them, but she okay. didn't. Sorry. Okay. A lot of people like to say that, um, when Andrew died, he was wearing a ring. He didn't wear his wedding ring, but he did wear a gold ring. I believe it was on his pinky oh. and people were like, Oh, that was her class ring. No, it wasn't because number one, that high school said that they didn't even have class rings back mm-hmm. then. And number two, she never graduated high school. Oh, yeah. Like, she made it, I think, through maybe her junior year and then was like, yeah, fuck this because I don't need to go to school. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, think about what they would fill their days with. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting. But I guess Andrew would walk around and, like, Lizzie did, like, she got to go for her 30th birthday. She got to do this this big trip around the world basically mostly europe i think she was gone for 19 weeks i believe yeah her dad paid for that whole trip um like they they had um somebody that would come and make them a wardrobe twice a year and things like that so it's not like they were feeling like they didn't have right um a lot of people also like to talk about this house that they lived in people called it cramped it was 3,000 square feet. Yeah, it's like, it's three stories. And that didn't include, yeah, it's three stories. That didn't include the attic space. That didn't include the cellar square footage. None of that. That's just like their main living on the first and second was 3,000 square feet. That's like 1,000 square feet bigger than my house. But do you think that she could have, maybe you're going to get to this, but do you think that maybe, like, it's one thing to like live in a big house, but if your parents are super strict, sometimes you just want to get out of there. And it doesn't matter, you know, like you're still under their thumb to some degree. It's not like, like, even if they're not like, if you, you're not wanting for anything, but you still got this person who's dictating really what you can and can't do. Do you think Mm -hmm. that that was a problem in her life? I don't, I don't think so. You'll see like through this, Lizzie has her own, she does her own thing. She marches to the beat of her own drum she doesn't do what's expected of a lady. Yeah. She she kind of reminds me a little bit of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, because you always say, like, I'm feminine, but maybe I should have been born a dude. <laughs> you know, well, kind I of thing. Well, I think that I probably was um, a dude in other lives. Right, because you're not I like... I like that I'm a woman right like, now, but there's definitely a lot of things about me that aren't typical. It's not like typical girly yeah. girly. And I get that. I totally get that. I relate to that. Um, like, the, even down to, like, the way she looks in pictures, people were like, she would look straight at the camera. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, like, demure and off to the side, you know? You're supposed to faint at the sight of something unsightly. You're supposed to, right? Where's like, the fainting They couch? didn't like... Yeah, they didn't like her the way that she was, how she was strong in her opinions or that she would travel the world, you know, or that she would whatever, like, and she didn't have a man. I do love that her dad let her travel the world without a man with her. Yes. She went with, like, I believe another, with, like, a group of women 
um they just did their thing it sounds amazing yeah she made this like really cool scrapbook i guess that was like the scrapbook was made out of these materials that were like really high end like it was really well put together somebody's got that in a collection somewhere that they're not ready to share i don't think but whatever the case is like she didn't seem like this awful awful creepy crazy person like people make her out to be um so that that's kind of where I want to go with it like all these the lies that people tell about her there's lies about her that say that she was a kleptomaniac as a kid I heard on one podcast they said that oh you know like her dad just had an arrangement with different store owners that he would just pay for whatever she stole kind of thing I don't yeah I mean, like, there was something weird that happened after the murders with the shoplifting, but I really don't think that she was, like, as bad as they made her out to be. I think she was shy. She kept to yeah. herself. And then she found her she found her own way in, in, as an adult, you know? And she did a lot of charity work. Um, she did a lot of really great things for other people in the community. She was very giving. She did have her own money um, that she would make off of investments or what have you. And... So as far as, like, being living under her father's thumb, I just feel like that probably wasn't a thing. Like, she didn't always eat breakfast with them. If she was upset with with the parents or mad for some reason, she would just leave and go stay at a friend's, like, you know. Oh, so she had other places miles she could away. go. And that yeah. was allowed. She had other places she could go, and so did Emma. Like, Emma lived in the house, too. It's just, like, it was normal for a spinster to be taken care of by their father in that day and age. Yeah. That's what she would do. Okay. So I I really got like a different view of this. When when I first started getting into Lizzie, I thought she was creepy and I thought she was the killer and I thought, you know, and now I'm not sure. So anyway, um let's talk a little bit about the house. It's a really important to get a view of the house. And I'm going to have you put this on Instagram because it's confusing the way the house is laid out. Okay. So by today's standards, the house is large. Yeah. But standards of that day, the house was huge. I mean, if you think about um, some people living in like the small clapboard houses or whatnot, like 3,000 square feet is, is no that joke. That isn't, no. Um, however, the, the layout of the house plan, they kind of say it maybe wasn't as efficient as it could be. Okay. Because originally it was built into two tenements is what they call it, or two apartments, basically. So when you walk in the front door, a lot of the house goes straight back, right? It's it's like a big box, Mm -hmm. the style of the houses, but it it runs straight back. It's a Greek revival style house. I learned it is a Greek revival style. Good job. I thought you would like that idea. Yes, I did have to, in college, I had to take um, history of architecture and things like that. Yeah. So um, I would have said that, but you would have been like, what the hell is that? But you know. Okay, so basically back in those days, a lot of times, today we have what we call like the open concept, right? Where one room flows into another openly, it makes a lot of sense. Back then, there was a lot of doors, so you walk in the front of this big box, right? And at the very front, there's there's a foyer area or a receiving yeah. area. It's the entry. 
there's some stairs at the front of the house, right, that go up to a second story. I think that's pretty normal in houses from that time. Sure. Beautiful staircase, if you look at it. Had the beautiful woodwork and whatnot. Then you have to pass through a set of doors. If you're in the foyer, you can pass through a set of doors on your left-hand side, and that will go into a parlor, right? And that was normal. That parlor would be like a receiving area where if you had visitors, you might sit in there and chat or whatever. You might not use that room all the time. So it's guest ready if you're, for people to just show up at your house. Yes. I kind of wish that I had something like that. That would be fantastic. You have one. You like just you don't could close use them it off. That. No, I'm in I it right know, now. I know, exactly. I have a parlor. You have a parlor. It's your bedroom. Yeah. It's your bedroom slash it's my, my office bedroom when I come there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you're in that parlor, of course, there's the on the one side of it, you can go back into the entryway, you know, and then there's another door that goes into a dining room. Okay, so that is attached there from the foyer. Let's say that you're in the foyer and you don't want to go into the parlor and instead you go straight ahead through a door. If you go straight ahead through a door, there's a sitting room. Yeah, like a living room. Okay, are you following so far? Yes. And from that living room, you can go into that dining room. That we were just talking about. So basically to get into the dining room, if you're in the dining room, which is a closed off room, from the dining room, you could either go into that parlor or you could go into the sitting room that's at the center of the house. Are we going to have a map? Yeah, you're going to, I'll send you the map and you can put it on the thing because it's important. You can also pass through the dining room into the kitchen. Again, there's a closed off door. Basically, if you're looking at the squares of the house, the very front of the house is, if you were to section it off kind of, it would be like on that first floor, you've got the foyer or entryway Mm -hmm. and the parlor are next to each other. The next set of rooms that are side by side are the sitting room and the dining room. And then beyond that, you've got the kitchen, basically. And some other, like, washy areas. Okay. On that back side of the house, there's another set of, there's another staircase. Okay, so there's a staircase at the front of the house. There's a staircase at the back okay. of the house. Okay. If you I pulled go, up a map. <laughs> okay, if you go up the back staircase, you're going to find the master suite up there, which, which is Andrew... In Abby's bedroom. Yeah. And you're also going to find what today would probably be used as like a walk-in closet off of their bedroom. Yeah. But they used it as kind of like a little study or a dressing room. And then also you could continue up to the third floor, up to the attic from that back entranceway. On the third floor, you've got a bunch of attic space, but there's also two bedrooms. There's one for Bridget who is their maid and then there's another spare bedroom up there okay if you were to go up the front staircase you're gonna see that there are three bedrooms up there there's two doors that go in immediately so there's really no hallways it's more yeah, like there's really not you go up the stairs very there's a efficient. landing right and if you are going up that staircase 
as you are walking up the staircase, you can look like your eye would become level with the guest bedroom. Like you could look right into the guest bedroom. Did you say this already that like, it looks like there's no way to get between the master bedroom and Lizzie and Emma's bedrooms. They're on the same floor, but they're not connected in any way. Right. So that's where I'm saying that there were two different apartments. Yeah. And they turned it into one house. Okay. Here's the thing. I did read that there's a secret door. Not secret, but there is a door where you could walk from Lizzie's room into Andrew and Abby's room. Okay. Yeah. But she put, she put like, I think a writing desk or something up against that door. So, in other words, there is a way, like, if there were somebody, like, in your house going to attack you, you could, like, use that secret way okay, to get to the back side of yeah. the house. But originally, I don't think that door existed. Okay. Here's the weird thing. In order to get to Emma's bedroom, you have to walk through Lizzie's yeah. bedroom. Or the guest bedroom. So, you walk into... Yeah, you. it's almost like a shared space that maybe should have been like a giant dressing room or something. Lizzie's bedroom is significantly into... larger than Emma's. Right. I had read someplace that like her and Emma had switched bedrooms oh, at some point okay. in time. It's, it's interesting. Lizzie's room does have this like, there's like a pull curtain in the corner of yeah. it where it's like a dressing area. I assume that she has that and Emma doesn't because Emma can just walk through her room at any given moment. Yeah. That would be super awkward. Yeah. To always have to just like suddenly somebody could just walk through your bedroom at any given time. Yeah. That's terrible. But whatever the case is, like that's where they would keep their slop pail too. So let's talk a little bit about the plumbing in the house. So people like to talk about the plumbing in the house, and I think that this is very, very important when we're talking about what happened with the murders because of the amount of blood, okay? I'm just going to put it right out there. Whoever did this, they would have, and we're going to talk to the doc about this, probably have gotten a significant amount of blood on them. So let's talk a little bit about how would they get that blood off. Yeah. So a lot of people like to say that one of the miserly things that Andrew did was that he had this home that had no running water he was so cheap like they were able to have plumbing at the time but he chose not to have bathrooms i was gonna say there's no bathrooms well there is why don't you go ahead and take a look at the cellar the cellar so they did have a couple of different options for a shitter in the basement there's a privy i did some looking up about that to see exactly what that means. I did a lot of research on the potties in the house. Yeah. Here's something that is actually from the trial. So Mr. Moody is one of the attorneys. He said, I wish you would describe the water closet. We have all seen it, but I would like to have it in the record. What sort of water closet is it? And the answer is when you go down the cellar doors, it's facing the cellar stairs. Mm-hmm. I don't care about its position, but what sort of water closet was this? Was it operated? And the answer is I'm not sure whether it has a hopper or not in there. It is a water, a common water closet. Basically, like we looked at this in the in those turkey potty murders. Remember? Yeah. Where they hid the, the body down in the thing. 
Um, this didn't have, like some of those would be if somebody was near a river, if it was in the basement, like that one that we talked about, like the shit would just fall into the river yeah. kind of thing. This wasn't like that. This actually did have plumbing. Okay. So when they talk about that hopper, um, the hopper is a funnel-shaped receiver or basin in the water closet, and it usually has an S-trap below it. So um, he said, if you are not sure, I don't care to pursue it any farther. And then the answer was just an ordinary closet. Um, Then he asked, does it have a pull? And he said, I'm not so sure about that, sir. So we don't really know. It does seem as though it probably had a flush system of some sort. Okay. There was water. There was water that came into the house at that position there. And I believe above that, above that shitter in the basement, was in the kitchen area or off the kitchen area, there was plumbed water that came into the house. Whether I don't think it was like traditional plumbing, but it did have running water. Oh, it says like there's a sink room off of the stairs. Yes, that and is entry. the sink room. Yes. So that sink room down there in the basement, they also had like a laundry area. Yeah. Um, where they could do some of their stuff. And there was also a cellar door. So it would be like, I'm sure, one of those ones that you open like the big underground cellar thing Fruit and you cellar. can walk out. Yeah. Yeah, like the fruit cellar, you can walk out of the basement through these stairs that come up into the backyard. All right. Okay. I need you to know about those kinds of things about the potty situation. There's another bathroom in the barn, what they call a barn. So the actual property is about a quarter of an acre. So it's a pretty decent but standard size yard, right? The house was very pretty large on the property um but the way that the yard was set up i do highly recommend looking at the setup of the yard that we'll put up um in the grams yeah right we'll post that but i think it's important that if you're really into the story and you really want to understand like what could have happened where lizzie might have been during the murders what she says happened what she says didn't happen right you need to kind of know the layout of the of the house and the land okay so front of the house is just your regular, ordinary, large door coming yeah. in. There was a door to the outside. So how would a person get in or out of the house? There's the front door. There's the back door from the kitchen, right? Yeah, I found some That's good kind of like maps on the of this side. that I can. Yes. I bet you it's the same ones I found. Or I'll just um, put like a link so to this from... page that I found in the show notes, by the way. Okay. Okay. On the north side of the house. So if you were like facing the house, that would be the left side of the house. Um, That kitchen is at the very back of the big box of the house, right? There's a screen door that goes out of that. They did have neighbors on the north side. Okay. They were the the Churchills. Okay. So we're going to Adelaide Churchill. She becomes a character. And then on the south side of the house, which would be the right side of the house if you're facing it, we've got the Kellys. Okay. The Kellys have, they have a, a a maid over there as well. That maid is friends with Bridget. Okay. Okay. So that's just something, you know, just for reference. Um, 
if the screen door or if the door was open to the kitchen, Mrs. Mrs. Churchill is able from her window to see, like, a person standing in that doorway, in the screen doorway. Um, There is a fence around the property. So, in other words, it's not like it's a corner lot. There's a fence on all sides. The very back of the property has fence and barbed wire. Yeah. For what reason, I don't know. That's weird. But they did have they didn't a like barn that was behind the house. Right? I guess not. I don't really know who was behind the house, but maybe it was an alley or something. I don't know. Um, so they do have a barn at the rear of the property that kind of just runs like it's a square. It's more like a large garage. Yeah. It used to hold, it used to hold horses or a horse and buggy kind of thing of that nature. Um, about a year before this happened, I think, they stopped having the horse there. I don't know if the horse died. I don't know what the deal was. He was rehomed. They no longer had that horse. Kidding, he I was rehomed. Know. I don't know. So that just kind of gives you an idea of it. There is a loft in the barn. And there's, like, in the upper loft, there's some hay. There's also a window up there where a person could look out that window from the loft and look and see the backyard that is between the house and the barn. So just giving you an idea there. On the first floor, there is another privy or another patty. Okay. This one is more of a traditional outhouse kind of thing. It is not something that people used on a regular basis, but apparently Abby still liked shitting outside for whatever reason sometimes. And I believe well, she was like, probably just I guess she was, yeah. It sounds like Abby was one of the only people that really used that one. Maybe she had IBS and she was embarrassed to shit in the house. <laughs> Maybe. Like it's Maybe really she didn't like the way it made it smell. Yeah. Imagine how bad it would smell. Like everywhere. Or maybe it echoed through the house when you shat in the basement. I highly doubt it. Like imagine if you don't, they don't really have like real electricity either. Oh yeah, that's true. So like let's imagine you have like gas lamps, right? Like you're well, you carrying gas have. lamps like around. I work for a plumbing oh. and electrical company that's like we've been around since people like we were. The business is 150 years old, and it started with plumbing first. No, but they but didn't. 25 years ago, there was electrical. But they just didn't no, have it. I know it. there was. Okay. They didn't have it. All right. He's cheap, right? So that's why I talk about the house so much, because you need to kind of know the setup of it is weird. You need to know the location of the potties, because that becomes a thing. Going into this episode, other things that we would want to know about... So I did do some research on this, and I found that it said the Barton home had two faucets serviced by city water, one in the kitchen sink, that's that sink room that you're talking yeah. about, and another faucet in the cellar. I'm assuming that that faucet had something to do with the shitter and also the laundry The shitter facility. and the laundry are pretty guess. far away from each other, though. They are far away from each other? And I was like, but they would, like, carry water, like maybe they had a wash yeah. basin. Yeah, because um, the, the laundry, so f- the laundry's in like one corner. Because there's some people that aren't going to be able to look at pictures while they're listening to this. So, laundry's in like right. the back corner of the house, and then like almost completely kitty corner, but not quite, is the bathroom. So, and this is in right, like right. a three thousand square foot home, you know, like so it's it's a pretty big right. floor that you're dealing with. 
So let's talk a little bit about the barn too. Had the barn had a faucet okay. as well, and that comes into play with something that Bridget's doing. Do you know if that was in the bathroom um, at a, in the barn? I don't know. Okay. I don't think it was. I think that it was like it had like an old fashioned outhouse kind of thing. Okay. That were there. It's not like it had a flushing capacity. It was pretty much like it. It wasn't sealed up, is what we're saying. Okay. So I'm telling you these things because they never actually 100% find a murder weapon. Okay. Okay. So that's been some debate about that outhouse. So I'm not going to like keep everybody hanging about why I keep talking about shitters and whatnot. Okay. So. There's blood that needs to be cleaned up, right? Blood is not easy to clean off. Doc, do you have anything to say about, like, if somebody is rinsing blood off of themselves, if like, it, in mass quantity? If, if it's fresh blood, uh, you can pretty much get the majority of it out. Not all of it, but the majority of it. But you're going to have a... Um, it, and I don't want to jump too far ahead here because I want to get into my stuff at some point in time, but you're going to have a mass of like super wet clothes. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming they didn't have an electric dryer in the house. No, <laughs> no there was, was no. Are they like thinking, I mean, maybe you'll get this, but like I'm looking at the lot to like a picture of it and these other homes are very close. They like when you think about like close. that size of that like, lot, like it seems bigger or like I imagined it bigger in my head, but looking at it, these homes are like very, like not, you know, like not Chicago or like San Francisco close, but still pretty close. Close you enough really, like, that, you, that you see on your clothes. I don't think. Well, no, like when, when I get to my part here, and and just so the readers or readers listeners understand, as Jules has been asking me to do this, I keep telling her, shush, shush. I don't want to know about the case, right? Because I don't know about the case, and I wanted to walk into this with an open mind. Um, I don't want to know any of the theories, any of the hypotheses, any of that that's going on out there because, well, invariably, even if I don't want it to, it can start to taint me a little bit. So I have a lot of good information to give at some point in time, and some of it does relate to the amount of blood and blood placement and, and things of that nature. But I, I don't want to get there okay. yet. I, I just kind of want to, okay. you know, okay. have mouth diarrhea all at one time. Okay. okay. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at it and I'm going, in order to not taint him on it... Um, I'm almost wondering if we should, I'm going to talk about the hygiene stuff, but I'm almost wondering if we should just go into like, what did the aftermath look like from the autopsy perspective? And then we can back up into the events of that day. Why, why don't you, why don't you do the, just my suggestion? Why don't you explain where, where the two bodies were found mm-hmm. and you can describe how they were found. Stop. Let me come in. I'll I'll give up everything that I've known. I, I've studied all of the um, the photographs. I've read the autopsy reports for both of them. Um, I've sketched out where all of the wounds are. Uh, let me give all that out. Okay. Then you can go back in okay. and, and talk about which, whatever. Which makes sense, too, because we're talking right now about the layout of the house, and I want to keep that fresh in people's brains about what we're doing. We're talking about the, the bathroom situation, right? So let's talk a little bit about the the hygiene of that time. Okay. I'll probably bring that up in the next episode too, as we're talking about this too, and and how uh, the people's demeanors were that were around this. But let's talk about women and how often they would wash their hair. Okay. It was 
very, if you were a family that had had that bathroom in your house, you would be more likely to take a bath. They did not have showers at the time, right? There was these bathtubs. People were really excited about them. I actually saw that they had these foot baths, which I really want when we build a house. Okay, doc. Um, it just looked pretty cool, but you know, cause, uh, people didn't just have like these shower facilities, but if you had a fancy bathroom up on the hill, then you would be able to hop into a bathtub and wash this yeah. off. But if you don't, you're going to have a couple of things like this house most likely had what they would call a chamber pot, right? Yeah. So you may have a chamber pot where in the middle of the night, you can take a piss or a shit and a into this little this little bucket thing that was fancy looking probably more like ceramic or or tin or what have you and then you would go and you would dump that into a privy in the morning as part of your chores they also had what they called a slot pail a slot pail is basically um it's a a container of some sort it might look nicer in a house like this like a nice big ceramic bowl that was set like on a bureau as they would call it, or a chest, and that would have water in it, and you might have a little bit of of rudimentary soap, right? And then you would clean up in that bucket, and then in the morning, you would take that bucket and you would just toss it out in the backyard somewhere. They would toss their slop under the pear trees. The pear trees were in the backyard. So when you talk about a slop bucket, I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that that wasn't the shitter bucket. Because they do dump that by the pear tree. Okay. Which would make it grow really nice, but gross. Yeah. So in other words, in order to get to that flowing water, it's not like if you were on the second story, you would have access to that running water. Yeah. Okay. You would maybe have a slot pail, but slot pail is something that gets emptied in the mornings, right? As part of your chores. Like, that's kind of thing. The maid that was in the house, she did not do any cleaning in their bedrooms in their chambers were in their chambers they took care of all of the things within those bedrooms including the guest bedroom okay bridget's job bridget's job was to do things like cooking and cleaning and i even think that mrs borden abby would go to the market right they went to the market daily things of of that kind of nature there was an ice box in there but they did not have a refrigerator right so they had to like go out on a regular basis hygiene wise women if you had one of those bathtubs you might wash your hair up to once a week or twice a week i think people were starting to say because they were probably trying to sell shampoos back then as they were becoming more popular right because it's a huge industry now and people take advantage of that kind of thing but you might not get your hair washed or you might not wash your hair because it's a big ordeal to take a bath yeah a lot of times if you took like a full-on bath, I don't know where they did that in this house. I don't know if yeah, they it seems like it did it in the kitchen. Fun situation. They probably did it in the kitchen because that's where that would be my guess because that's where you can warm up the water mm-hmm. on the stove. They did have like a little fire stove that was in the kitchen. They talk about that later on. Like that's where they would. It's like a little wood burner, right? You could you could burn things. You could. Um, you could cook things in there. It was a heat source. Are we sure that she didn't kill her dad because she wanted to have a bathroom? I'm just saying. That seems like well, like I might that's kill That's a thing. That. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to call this episode is I would kill for a potty. I would kill for a potty too, I think. 
Right. Like, remember? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about like other things women had issues with. Oh, um, your period. Yeah. Like, what happened when you had your period back then? So they had all of these different layers of clothing that they would wear. Yeah. And they literally, I feel like they basically like made women wear lots of layers of clothing so that they could like hide gross things about women. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you're inconvenient. There you go. You're disgusting woman. Hide it and make yourself look pretty about it. So I did look up like all the different layers of clothing that that people actually had to wear and back even in then. the summertime and i have yes and i have good reason for bringing these things up and we'll kind of talk about those in the next episode so i'll bring it back to that but basically when you're getting ready you to start off you would put on what they call a shift or a i think it's called a, a chemise chemise i don't know how to say this c-h-e-m-i-s-e it's basically a shift. It's a long, loose-fitting garment that looks similar to a modern-day nightgown. Um, next, you would put on split crotch drawers. So it's kind of like loose pants, but they just have like a big old crotch opening. Oh, so you can like pee through them so, or something? Yes. Yes. So they did not wear it. Like you always had your crotch just like open oh. unless it was that time of the month. So they are really nothing compared to modern-day underwear. They are not tight to the skin. They were a relatively new garment, but they worked for these time periods because they had these giant skirts that they had to wear, right? Yeah. So um, prior to, to this century, women did not wear drawers at all. They just were, like, free oh, basing. Oh, okay. I don't – like, you just had, like, a free butt. I didn't underneath. realize that. Yeah, isn't that weird? So the the garment functions just like it like it sounds. It's got that split down the middle. So like when you go to squat, it just like opens up. Okay. I still feel like you would get like pee and poop all over it, which is real gross. Yeah, like poop is a different. I know. All right. Um, next would come like stockings and your garters, right? So you have like those garters that might like hold up your stockings. Yeah. I'm already getting claustrophobic. Um, yeah. I'm sure they would put on their shoes, like they put on their shoes before they do the rest of it, because like once you're in this getup, like you can't get out, dude. Then they would put on the corset. The corset is the thing that like holds your titties up. Yeah. And it makes you have like that, you know, your your boobs are pushed up. Remember when you wore a corset and things got out of hand? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I have like a, a lot going on. Um up top. I remember my stepdad was salivating Stop. over you, Grace. Like he could, we made it. We made her have to put on a shawl. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't. It was like, stop that. Stop. He was like, and he couldn't. You, he's like, for the love of God, can you just put something on over the top? It was for a. You were wearing like. <laughs> it was for Halloween. for Halloween. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and, anyway. and to this day, I I'm, I'm pretty sure that you are cemented forever in his mind, Grace. I didn't need to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever the case is, innocent thing, and then weird. I realized once I had the costume Look, on, I was like, "Oh yeah, all the boobs." So if you've got it, rock it. That's all I'm saying. That was too much. Anyway. That's just a little bit too much attention there. Okay. Well, back in the day, you would have had this this corset, right? So I would have been banging back then. You would have been. You would have been banging. But then there's also this like what they call a corset cover that would follow over the top of that, and it gives the appearance 
of like wearing a shirt underneath the outer garment. I would call it like what are those like uh is it called a yeah, dickie? dickie? <laughs> or a dickie is like a fake yeah, and I turtleneck. Were just talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what a dickie is, please look it up. Uh, my daughter just had, had a dickie garment. sent to her. I thought it was a sports store. Um Sheen uh, no. called well Dick's Sporting Goods is, but okay, so Sheen, the cheap website they yeah. like sometimes they'll like send like something extra with it. They sent this like dicky, but it looks like like it looks like it would be like part of like a priest garb. And and so like we just mess around with the dicky. Sometimes we like put on the dog and stuff. And it just showed up again the other day. Oh my so, god. Yeah. And she Okay, well it's yeah. kind of like a dicky. Okay, like a dicky, but it's kind of uh, like, but a fancy kinda like shirt. a dicky, but it's like Yeah, but it like goes and smooths out like that corset cuz the corset as you know Maybe you don't know. They're lumpy. Was made of like, wasn't it made of like whalebone or yeah, something? Yeah, there's like whalebone, like some uh, real lining. Or I'm sure, like for rich. She's people. looking at me like I'm an like I'm an expert on on uh, dickies and corsets and stuff like that. I love it when you don't know something. It uh, well, makes me feel I don't. And, and twice, twice you've done that to yes. this this thing. You you did that and you did the, and the dog, dog roll. roll. It's a dog roll. Dog the dog roll. really doesn't dog like it when he doesn't know everything about everything. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, no. It's just it's mildly pleasant when something comes up that I'm like, oh, I learned something new. Oh, today. I thought you were saying you didn't. And like I got to learn a. Today. They put a whale bone oh, in a corset. Okay. I, I why right, not a turkey right. bone? Well, that was like one of the things. Like whales started getting killed off. Like they were using their bones and blubber for things. Well, yeah, Esco has been doing that, and so have the Chinese for millennia. Yeah, I know. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh you. Millennia. Whatever. Stop. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Additional options included false sleeves. Um, and then there's the, I think you say it, creoline, cryoline, crinoline. It's a hoop skirt. Okay. It's like this. It ties around the waist. It goes underneath like the outer, um, the outer garment or whatever. And it goes under the petticoat, which is the next layer. Does, but does basically. Some, just real quick. Can somebody put all that stuff on by themselves, or do they need help putting all that stuff on? Um, like I think generally, if you had a maid, that maid would probably help. You can you. put these things. It doesn't on. sound like their maid would like do those kinds of things. I didn't put. I mean, I didn't wear all of this stuff as Glenda the Good Witch in the Wizard of Oz in high school, but I did have <laughs> some of these items, and it seems like it would be harder to put on than it actually is. Like you can get dressed on your own. Like, if you have somebody else to, like, help, like, the corset, that's great. But it is something where you do have the ability to do it on your own. I also the strings are long enough that you can get that leverage. So for either one of you, either one of you, is you're getting dressed up to do your thing, whatever it is, penzancing with the pirates or else. (laughs) How long did it take you to get in it, one? How long did it take you to get out of it, two? I'm just going to say there's a reason why women didn't work. They were too busy getting dressed the whole time. They were really busy. And sometimes they would change their clothes like multiple times a day because there's like a house dress. Like you wouldn't wear probably like all the stuff. Like if you were just cleaning around the house, it would be more like a peasant dress. Okay. Anyway. No, 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 no. This is important. This is important. I'm trying to tell you about the big hoop skirt at the bottom because it's important for going to the shitter. Yeah, but I want to know how long it takes to get in or get out of this. Half hour. Thank you. Move on. That's my guess. That wasn't so hard now, was it? I it feel like hard. a 15. Okay. Like, it, well, how long does it take us to get dressed now? Like, 10 minutes, and you've just, like, added three layers. That's a lot. I mean, like, you would get good at it and fast. Yeah. I don't okay. Is that important? Well, if we're... Timing? 
Yeah. Okay. okay so if, if we're talking about like getting in and out of clothing, right, I feel like that would be important. Yes. In this situation. And then this hoop skirt, it's like this big bendy hoop, basically. So like, here's your options when you're going to the bathroom. Oh, and then, as I said, there's a petticoat that goes over the top of the hoop skirt, which the hoop skirt is kind of like like a real thin, like, white. It's basically just like a base. Yeah, it's basically just like a very thin base. And it was followed by a petticoat layered on top to smooth out the boning. The boning is in the corset, as we talked about. And then finally, the outer garment completes the look. So not a single layer of the clothing will actually block your ability to use these potties. Um, if you're like, there's different things that people use, like whether you're doing like a chamber pot, a chamber pot would just be like, you might have like what looks to be like a regular armed chair in your room. But there would be like a hole in it and underneath on on the floor. Yeah, like I feel like I must have had chamber pot in one of my past lives because I've had really weird dreams (laughs) about going to the bathroom on a couch. You had a chamber couch like you and your old timey husband sat there and just took shits together. Embarrassment for you right now. All of our listeners right now are either wrecking their cars. Or they're falling out of their beds in embarrassment for you. Because I had a dream that I peed into a couch. That helps me understand why you've always been so creative at toilets when we're camping. Oh, you have always been quite creative about the toilet situation. I was just, I was literally just talking about camping toilets last night. Yeah. I told somebody that like this, I, like we are not sponsored by Pretty Litter, but I am a walking infomercial when I love a product and I am going to use, I'm going to use Pretty Litter for a camping body. I'm sorry, but it captures the scent and all of the grossness, like it just captures it so beautifully. Is Pretty Litter bad for the environment? For a camping body. I bet not. I don't know that to be true, but. Just need to know. Anyway. Okay. All right, let's talk about their options when they were going to go to the bathroom here. So option one, um, let's start with the commode or chamber pot um, or the privy, right? Because the privy is pretty much just like it looks like a box and there's like a hole cut in the top of the box where you would just like sit on it. You would simply lift up the skirts and that the big the hoop thing that's like stiff right this it's like stiff and bendy so the skirts will press up against the flat will press up flat against the back um and then you would sit down and the split crotch drawers just do the rest of the work for you i believe at this point i believe it was like the 1870s that people started to have like single sheet uh toilet paper i was gonna say how or they would use Um, I guess if you were on a farm, you'd probably use like a corn cob that was used up or you might like use uh, newspapers, like old newspapers. Basically, like there was just a lot of like, I just don't understand how women didn't always have like bacterial infections. Like, I just don't understand. I just feel like everything would be. Okay. Yeah. Here's another option. You can approach the commode from the front, 
So basically you would like gather up your skirts and the, the little hoop thing that's bendy at the front. So you would like grab everything, pull it to the front, and then you would just like kind of squatty walk towards the thing and then like straddle it and sit on it. Yeah, that sounds super easy. Whatever. Fuck all you dudes that got to wear pants yeah. and just pull out your wang and pee wherever you wanted. That's why God made trees. Oh, my God. Okay, option three. Chamber pots did not always have to... Oh, otherwise somebody might just take, like, a chamber pot and, like, shoot it up under their skirt and just, like, do the business. Yeah. And then take it down. Whilst standing? Okay. Uh, let's... Now let's talk about, like, what happens when you get your period. I did read that in Germany during this time period, if you had, like, they would wear, like, super thick, like, under skirts so that they could just free bleed. Oh. I'm like, no, no. Anyway, uh, we didn't do that in the United States. It came in the form of what they would call a T-bandage. So a T-bandage was cloth. It was, quote, folded like a cravat. It and tied around the hips with a string or a ribbon. Okay. So oh like God. a diaper. It yeah, it basically was like a diaper. And then for lighter days, you might wear like a thicker petticoat for absorption. Okay. It's so like some of your clothes just might be blood stained. So you want to go with dark clothes. Right. Probably. Right. Yeah. On period days. So that's that's something to keep in mind. So let's just think about, like, what life might have looked like for poor Lizzie and Emma if they were on the rag. Literally, that's, like, where that came from, yeah. right? Because they're, like, using rags. rags. We're at we're at about an hour and a half right now. So do we want to do we want to wrap it up for this episode and then release the second one shortly thereafter? I think we could probably do that. Or do you want to go right into? Or... You, you made me sit here and I'll have to come back next week. We're all recording this in one day, Doc. Everyone should know that he just winked at me. <laughs> I I don't, but how do you, if we record them all in one day, how do you make them over two days or two weeks? I just release them at different times. That's all. You are released. Yeah. I'm going to end it. <laughs> I, I'll only okay, edit so this our, one. Okay, so our one daughter, we have a daughter that, that she's 16, but she is not the... Um, most some of the words that she comes out with are very reminiscent of something my grandmother would would have said once upon a time so we we kind of joked that when my grandmother passed she went into this kid's head however when she gets done with a phone call she'll say things like okay i'm going to end it it's not just her it's her and anna yeah for real they, like, weird they always they say okay i'm gonna end it some, one of them one one of them said it and then the other one picked it up which i'm guessing it came from yours but yeah you know we could do we could do an entire podcast on some of the silly shit these girls say mm -hmm. yeah or what did what did she say the other day she said she she was like stomp stompily or something like that <laughs> oh soon as she said stompled she was trying to say trampled or stomped but she Stomple? said stompled <laughs> what was the one thing she said about her shorts that we just won't let go. I can't. Yeah, there's so many. Okay, we, we, we don't need to bore anybody, but maybe we'll do a special edition one time where we just come up with the isms of the weird shit our kids say. We should do that one time. It's like oh, a that could be on a, a weird, bonus on the uh, other yeah. side. Patreon. Yeah, a bonus. Yeah. I was going to say the whole, I was going to say she 
she takes after me and that's probably the whole reason why our our show is called weird shit my mom says because when frank was in his senior year of high school he started taking notes that was that was the impetus for this yeah what makes he started taking notes about apparently weird shit that i say that he thought was funny and i go what are you doing and i see his phone and he's got a list in there and i'm like what are you doing and he goes i'm gonna write a book and i was like you're gonna write a book and he's like yeah it's gonna be called weird shit my mom says (laughs) and here we are today weird shit so okay well let's do the next episode all right so we're gonna go into the next episode i promise guys we won't wait too long to release it because this is going to come in in sections because it's my comfort crime um and i'm really getting into it here so goodbye goodbye Ow.